This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Just a little bit over five hours away from opening face-off between the Hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils. Game one, Eastern Conference semifinal series. And joining me right now on the Adam Gold Show to kind of reminisce and talk about this rivalry as a playoff entity is the one and only, the Hall of Fame voice of the Hurricanes, Emeritus, uh, Mr. Chuck Caton. Uh, how are you, sir? I made you an Emeritus. I hope, you are, hope you're okay with that. Oh, yeah, I, I am. But you never know. <laughs> I, uh, I will resurface somewhere like a whale. Maybe. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that, would, that would be fun. All right. So. For for the last several years, it's been all about the Hurricanes and the Bruins, and I get it. Uh, recency bias, three out of the last four years. Uh, but only one of those series, the one last year, was competitive. The other two were were runaways. Uh, Hurricanes-Devils, even in the, the two that were really one-sided series, 01 and 06 for various reasons, there was something either spicy or wild about those series um when, well yes you... right uh i mean you go back to the old one series you've got to remember that the hurricane squeaked in and made the playoffs i think with 88 points mm-hmm. and uh the devils were the best team in the nhl at that time they went out to win the cup so uh, uh you knew this was going to be a special series i think the first time around because the hurricanes uh, much as they've displayed over the last four or five seasons under Rod Brindamore, uh, had this never-say-die type of attitude, Adam. You you might recall that New Jersey might have won that series four games to two, uh, but the uh, Devils were up three games to none. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then the Hurricanes made it interesting with a couple of wins. So that's how it all started back in 01. Yeah, and and uh, even in that series, that was the series that Scott Stevens checked Ron Francis right by the boards. I was sitting right there uh, in in the seats, and he – I mean, that was the end of Ron's season. He came back next year and was obviously great the following season. But uh, so that series had that, and it also – I think you can trace it back to the start of the love affair between the team and the fans, because the way the fans celebrated them in Game Six, even as they they were you know they were uh, easy losers in that game. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, when you look back at it, that was probably a a, a turning point for the entire franchise's existence uh, here since the move, because uh, really after two dreadful, dreadfully uh, painful years in Greensboro. Uh, even though they did make the playoffs in that second year and played, as you mentioned, the Boston Bruins uh, in 99, um, it really didn't catch on until that series. I think you're right. And then it uh, spilled over into 02 uh, when the Hurricanes, of course, beat the Devils uh, four games to two. Uh, you know, there were some great games in there uh, uh, because the Hurricanes, I, I think that year, Adam, you might remember uh, – uh, that the Hurricanes uh, won the first game fairly easily, and then they won an overtime game, uh, as I recall, in game two on a Bates-Battaglia goal. Mm-hmm. Um, the Devils won their two home games. Uh, so it goes down to game five, and the late Josef Wasacek was the uh, the hero in that one in overtime. Yep. I've talked, then, to, you about, uh, I've talked yeah. to you about that, that game, 
and the save that Kevin Weeks made in overtime on John Madden. Oh, and yeah. I know that Cam Cam Ward's save on Fernando Pisani in the Stanley Cup Finals in Game 7 where he flashed the pad out to keep Carolina in uh, a 2-1 lead. I know how great that save was. But I still think the Weeks save was the best. It might be the best save I've ever seen, let alone the best save in Hurricanes history. Oh, I, I, I can't disagree with you because uh, we all remember how athletic – as uh, Kevin Weeks was uh, as mm-hmm. a goaltender. Here was a big guy that moved around extremely well. Uh, uh, he was very agile, uh, acrobatic, and, it, and I could still see him spinning around and making that save, and I could still see John Madden uh, looking up into the heavens uh, at Meadowlands wow. Arena there uh, wondering what just happened. And, and you're right, that was, uh, that was the key and then, of course, uh, you know, uh, what about the uh, uh, the clincher? Game six uh, was crazy. I mean, uh, uh, one nothing win. You holding on, yep. you know. I mean, uh, Ronnie Francis, I think, scored in the second period, the only he goal did. of the game, right? And then, I mean, so it was nuts. Uh, it was it was absolutely crazy that game. Yeah, the uh, the save that Weeks made in overtime on Madden. He actually, were, there were two saves <laughs> that he made in that sequence, and then to pitch the one nothing shutout in Game Six, uh, right. and then we get um, uh, like there. I I could not find audio of it, but the Game Two win by Carolina over New Jersey in the 06 second round, where Scott, I think it was Scott Gomez, deflects a shot. Uh, and it floats past Cam Ward for, I, I think it was a 2-1 lead or whatever, one-goal lead with 21 seconds left. And then they win the faceoff so easily, and but they bring it all the way back down into their own end. Justin Williams and Corey Stillman go get it and throw it in front to Eric Stahl. Yeah. And with three seconds left, they somehow tie it. Yeah, they somehow tie it. You're right. It was a 2-1 game that became 2-2. And then I think I heard you the other day talking um... – uh, I think with Victoria about Nicholas Valine's goal yes. uh, in overtime in that game, <laughs> and uh, you know there's a lot of you know a lot of interesting uh, twists and turns here uh, because I know we haven't gotten to it yet because 09 will be the last uh, series yes. that they played prior to this one, and we'll get to it probably in a minute or so. But I just want to tip my hat to the coaching staff because. You'll recall Valine's goal was assisted by Coach Rod Brindamore uh, in overtime in that game, and it completely, uh, you know, basically gave the Hurricanes the uh, the two games to none lead, and they went on to to win that series four games to one uh, in the second round on on the way to the Stanley Cup. Even though uh, we all know what could have happened in the first round against Montreal, but didn't sure. uh, when they lost their two first home games, but. Yeah, these these Devils games, uh, uh, the, the ones coming up, I think are going to be the best ever. Uh, you I know, agree. Marty Brodeur or or Rod Brindamore or Ronnie Francis or Cam Ward. Uh, you know, with all due respect to all of them, I think this series coming up is going to be a big uh, is going to top it all. There's, we have two teams that want to play fast. There's no question about it, but I do want to ask you about the shock at the Rock uh, yeah. because as good as it was. Like, the Devils were great, and the Hurricanes were kind of a surprise. They had the late surge, had the coaching change. Paul Maurice came in. Uh, they brought Eric Cole back uh, from Edmonton, middle of the season. And uh, 
They were down 3-2. They win, uh, by, I think, via shutout here in game six. And then they go up there, and they're down uh, They're down a goal with under two minutes left, and the rest is just crazy. Well, there again, I can remember that very vividly because uh, thanks to pollen and April <laughs> in the Meadowlands area, even though uh, we were at uh, a little bit uh, south of there in Newark yep. at the Prudential Center, I uh, had throat trouble in that game, and uh, because of my allergies, I was sounding like this during the game. <laughs> you know? And then and, and when, uh, when Yoni Pitkinen made that pass from the left point across to UC Okinawa to tie it, I think a minute 20 left, the one you're talking about, everybody figured the game, you know, rightfully so, was going to go into overtime. And I'll never forget visiting with John McLean later as he became Kirk Muller's assistant here a few years later, talking about it because McLean was the coach of the Devils at that time. Yep. And uh, he basically shook his head, but the best was yet to come, as you alluded to, when Eric Stahl came up the ice, up the right side, and with, I think, 32 seconds left, he beats Brodeur on the long side. So what do you mean we're going to go into overtime? It didn't happen, right? <laughs> and it, uh, yep. But... If you'll recall, Adam, the Devils had one last chance to score again right at the doorstep. Uh, and I can't remember whether it was Brian Janta or Scott Gomez. One of those two guys had a great chance in front of the net with like two or three seconds to go. So uh, the Devils almost tied it and set it into overtime. That would have been uh, poetic justice for the way that series <laughs> Uh, ultimately was played. Uh, yeah. Chuck, re- real, real quick before I let you go, and I thank you so much. Uh, what tips this series one way or the other, you think? Well, uh, good question. I think both, uh, first of all, obviously you can say the, uh, uh, the cliche of special teams, but mm-hmm. I really don't, I don't know if it's going to be that much of a special teams, but it's going to be who can, whose forechecking system will last the longest. Because as you just mentioned, these two teams play similarly. Uh, they both have speed. They both like to get on you deep in the zone. So I think the team that handles that better is going to have an edge. And then obviously the goaltending situation, which right now you could throw your hands up and say it's questionable for both teams because as well as Frederick Anderson played against the Islanders in that sixth game, is Rod Brindermore uh, going to uh, have a short leash on Anderson, and I'm anticipating he's going to play tonight. Yeah, me too. Uh, maybe you know better than I do with after practice, unless you know. I asked him twice; he wouldn't off. tell me. He wouldn't yeah. tell me. I asked him twice, uh, but I think it's going to be Freddie tonight. But I think we'll yeah. see both goaltenders in the series, and I think it's a uh, it's a Kira Schmid for New Jersey until well, further notice. Well, he has, he has been say. too good. Yeah, 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 that's what I was going to say. That's why I'm saying it's up in the air for both teams because Schmidt played very well. Of course, two shutouts against the Rangers is going to tell you a lot, and he seems cool, calm, and collected, and he's big. So if he continues to play that way, the Devils will uh, be satisfied with their goaltending and not, not go back to Vanacek. But, uh, so I think it's going to come down to that, too. But I think the forechecking, who handles the forechecking better? Because both teams are similar. How each team handles uh, the other's speed game, uh, I think are going to be the two keys to this series. Chuck Caton, you are a gem. I appreciate your time, my friend. I will talk to you soon. Thank you very much, Adam. Always a pleasure. Take care. You got it. Chuck Caton, Hall of Fame voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. 
Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.